Hey guys, how's it going? This is Josue Salcedo, youth pastor of Remnant Youth here at King Jesus Ministry. This is the Remnant Youth Podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in with us today. And if you're looking for something that speaks louder than your situation and you want to know what God is saying now, then this message is for you. Tonight we got incredible news, epic news for you that we want to share towards the end of tonight's service. What's never been done, we want to share it with you. And we also want to be able to share some tips and some resources that can benefit you. Uh, depending on where you're watching us from, it might apply, it might not, but we want to be able to do that. And, um, you know, so before this whole quarantine thing started happening, uh, we, our church, our ministry has been speaking on revival. And I really felt like God pressed in my heart and my spirit to just remind everyone who's watching us on what we've been speaking on. You know, how many of you believe that we serve and worship the God of revival? Amen. He is the God of your revival, our revival. And I uh, just wanted to briefly share with you, what is the definition of revival? The word revival literally means to bring something back to life. It means to bring back to life. Anything that was dead or dormant is brought back to life or something that maybe you once had. Maybe it was a passion. Maybe uh, it was just a quality. Maybe you were sincere. Maybe you were passionate. Maybe you, you were on fire, committed. Maybe your prayer life. Anything that you once had and lost is now returned to you. So do you want revival in your life? Do you want something that perhaps died or maybe you lost to just come back to you? So that's what revival means. And the, the re in revival literally means to go back to what was originally destined to be. I'm going to repeat that. The re in revival means to go back. Go back to what? Go back to what was originally destined and designed to be. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in the, is in the book of Jeremiah, where God says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. And one day I, you know, God just highlighted that scripture. I knew you before I formed you. And so God asked me, who were you before I even formed you? Who were you before you were even born? Who were you before you blew out your first birthday candle? Who were you before your first slow dance, before your first kiss, before maybe somebody hurt you or betrayed you? Who were you before you came to this world? And I believe that the re in revival means to be taken back to who you were originally before you were born. The you that you were predestined to be, the life that you were predestined to live, you know, I believe that God wants to revive you to original intent. To live the best version of your life here on this earth and to be who he created you to be. When I first got saved, I used to tell God all the time, God, I'm a wannabe. I just want to be the man you created me to be. I just want to be the man you predestined me to be. And I believe that the re in revival means that. Come on, man, I wish I could, I wish I had people here live, but I just want to be able to preach to you because I want to let you know that you serve the God of revival and the re in revival means to be born again. Do you remember when Jesus said, ye must be born again? What do you mean born again? Born again to the life that you were destined to live. Be born again. In other words, die to the fake you. Die to the old ways, the old life. Die to the you that the enemy wanted to mold you to be. The insecure you, the depressed you, that's not who God created you to be. So I want to speak to somebody in these moments. The re is about to take place in your heart. The re is about to take place in your life and God will bring you back to original intent. 
And the root word of revival, of course, is the word revive. And it just means to go back to have life again. And maybe in this quarantine, you, you need just that. And so I believe that God's going to do that here tonight. Amen. The book of Psalms 85, verse 6 through 7 says, Revive us again, O God. Another scripture says, another version says, Will you not bring us back to life again so that your people may be happy in you? And look what verse 7 says, Pour out even more of your love on us. Reveal more of your kindness and restore us back to you. Revival is literally you being restored back to your father. Do you remember the scripture or the story of the prodigal son? We spoke about this some Fridays ago where here was this son who had everything and decided to leave his father's house. And as he did that, he ended up literally living and eating with pigs. Like he just ended up living the life he was never meant to live. And I know that so many of us watching, and even myself, we can relate to that. Where we find ourselves in a point in our lives where we're talking a certain way, we're acting a certain way, we're living a certain way, that God never really called us to live. So there's a re that needs to take place. There's a revival that must take place. And so I just, I came to this conclusion that there's nothing better than being in our Father's house. There's no life greater to live than the life within God's presence. So how are you? Going back to being in right standing, going back to getting right with God. You know, you can, it's like our, our spiritual father says, our apostle says, purpose is greater than plans. There's nothing greater than God's purpose for your life, than the original intent on why you were born and created. You know, and the other day I was just meditating you know, in the generation that we live, we, we hear about so many sons and daughters that don't have a father because their father walked out on them, because their father abandoned us. But in this story, it's about a father that doesn't have a son, a son who walked out. And I believe now more than ever, there are prodigal sons and daughters that are coming back to the father. You know... Again, in this generation, we see a lack of a father. But in this story, the father was always there. The son just walked out. And I just believe that there's a father who's waiting for us to come back home. There's a father that it doesn't matter your circumstance or where you're at. He's always been there and he's not going anywhere. He hasn't walked out and he hasn't abandoned you. It doesn't matter what decisions you have made. God is calling you back home. And I love this story so much because when the prodigal son decides to come back home and excuse himself on just the stupidity that he did, the Bible says that he wasted his inheritance in foolish and wild living. And as he's trying to excuse himself, the father just interrupted him and said, you're home now. And then he says this statement, my son who was lost is now found. My son who was dead is now alive. And I believe now more than ever, God is calling us to deep personal relationship. And so I want to speak to you and remind you that revival starts in your heart. Don't talk to us about your condition. Don't talk to us about coronavirus. Don't talk to us about this global pandemic or quarantine. Let's remind you, remind people that God is the God of their revival. 
God is the God that can take what is dead, bring it back to life. God is the God that can take what was lost so that it could be found again. Revival starts in our heart. And I just want to remind somebody, a few Fridays ago, we also touched on this, that revival starts in your altar. You know, maybe your altar was at a church. Maybe your altar was at the streets. What is the altar? The altar is where God meets man. And God will always create an altar to meet you so that you and I would create our own altar to meet with him. And it doesn't matter where you find yourself. I believe that in this quarantine, what is the good of all of this? You know, if we look at it through the perspective of God or through the lenses of God, you know, we see that there's less abortions that have been made in all of history in the last couple of weeks. Less adultery has been committed because families are reunited and families are at home. Yo, every single bar, every single club here in Miami is closed. The other day I was driving and I saw two strip clubs down US1 that were closed. Like, you know, people, the earth is literally recovering itself. It's healing itself. There's less pollutions. There's less car accidents. I think that there's a good in all of this. And one of the things that I believe that quarantine can serve is, is probably the greatest thing, and that's rebuilding altar, rebuilding relationship with your God. You know, maybe you can't physically come here, but God can always go there. You can always experience the presence of God outside of connecting here on a Friday night. You know, we must gather together, and that's why... You know, moments like this make it so tough because we wish we were here. We wish we could interact and we wish that we could be together. But I want to remind you that there's nothing like building an altar. And I want to just speak to you about that. You know, the Bible says that, um, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the message a couple of Fridays ago. But we spoke about Jacob and how Jacob literally had an encounter with God. And, you know, God told him so many things. God shared with him his vision for his life, the version that he was originally destined to live. And so a couple of scriptures, even a chapter or two after, God tells him, yo, go back to that place. Go back to the place where you encountered me. In other words, it is possible to have an encounter with God before you even build an altar. And so God will build his altar to encounter you so that he can then instruct you to build your altar so that you can encounter him. And so Jacob had this encounter and God tells him, go back to the place where I encountered you and build an altar. Build an altar. Why? Why is it so important, young people, to build an altar? Because unless you have an altar, you will always go backwards. You will always go back to what God set you free from. You will always go back to where God healed you from. If you don't have a, if you don't build an altar when you have an encounter, this is what happens. You have an encounter, you're living on fire, you're passionate for God, you're living in holiness. But if all you had was an encounter and you never built an altar, you start doing this. To the point that you end up at a place as if you never had the encounter to begin with. So God knew it was important for Jacob to go back to that place. And God was like literally begging Jacob, yo, you need to build this thing called an altar. You need to build this thing called fellowship, relationship. Jesus called it the secret place. You literally need to build this place where you and I can meet daily. Because if you don't, I'll end up losing you. 
If you don't, you'll become that prodigal son. If you don't, you'll go back to the world. If you don't, you'll, you'll feed back into sin. You'll go back to being the old Josue, the old you. Can you imagine if I didn't have an altar? I'd go back to being the old person. It's kind of like I'm no longer born again. So God wants you to build that altar because he wants you to sustain what he's given you. Pastor, how do I sustain fire? I'm tired of losing my fire. Pastor, how do I sustain my deliverance? I was delivered from pornography. I was delivered from stress. I was delivered from depression, suicidal thoughts. How do I sustain it? You got to build an altar. An encounter is not enough. An encounter is just a taste. And it's just to get you to a place where you will say, okay, I'm going to build a place where I can talk to God. And that's what true Christianity looks like. Where you can build a place where you and God can meet every single day. A place where you can daily be sanctified. You know, the other day I was meditating and God told me, you know why? Some of my children lose victory because they think that it's just a moment thing. So many of us think, well, yeah, I got delivered. Wow, I felt God's presence. Okay, that's it. Over. Done with. And you try to live life from a place of breakthrough. God said, deliverance is a daily bread. God says, pick up your cross. Deny yourself and follow me daily crucifying your flesh is daily if you're thinking that this is a one-time thing that's why you're probably enduring the best that you can hardship guys you can't be holy in your own flesh your flesh is not holy you need to crucify it and when you build an altar that's telling God that relationship with him is as important to you as it is to God. And so I want <clears throat> to just encourage somebody because what I love about the story of Jacob is God didn't encounter him as Israel. No, it's, it's Jacob building an altar that got him from being Jacob to becoming and being transformed to Israel. Jacob was born again and became Israel who he was destined and created to be because of an altar. But what I love about the story is God wanted to encounter a man named Jacob. And the, and the word Jacob means trickster. It means a thief. It means a corn artist. God literally wanted to have relationship and encounter a corn artist. That's just, that's freaking amazing to me. God wanted an encounter. He wanted to be intimate. He wanted a relationship with a man named thief, trickster, deceiver, carn artist. And he told them, build an altar because I don't ever want you to be a trickster again. I don't want you to go back and be a carn artist because you don't even like to be this way. You don't even like to live that way. I know that that's probably what the world taught you. And I know that that's probably all you've known. But now that you've known me, now that you've experienced me, now that you've had this encounter, I don't want you to be carn artist. I don't want you to be a thief. I don't want you to be deceiver. I don't want you to be a trickster. So build this altar so that I can make you who I created you to be.
and he was revived. And then years later, a man by the name of Moses has an encounter with God. And God tries to get Moses to do the same thing he got Jacob to do so that he can become Israel. But in the encounter God had with Moses, he says, Moses says, who are you? And he said, I'm the God of your forefathers. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. And I'm the God of Jacob. You see, Jacob had already became Israel. He didn't say, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Pastor, what's the revelation behind that? I feel butterflies. I feel like goosebumps. But what's the revelation? The revelation is, he didn't say Israel. He kept it at Jacob because he wanted to reveal and show to Moses was what was ready, what he was getting ready to do with him. He wanted to show Moses and reveal to Moses I'm going to tell you about this man named Jacob that became Israel. But I want to let you know I'm the God of not Israel, but Jacob. Because what I did with Jacob, I'm about to do with you. So get ready for to be born again. Get ready to become the new creature in Christ Jesus. Get ready for a radical transformation. He could have said, I'm the God of Israel. I'm the God of transformation. I'm the God of success. I'm the God of deliverance. But he said, hold on a minute. I'm also the God of failure. I'm also the God of testimony. I'm also the God of revival. I can take any man it doesn't matter his past I can take any man from any background with any past with any sin with any iniquity and I can change him I can mold him and I can transform him I can I'm the God that can take a trickster a carn artist a thief a, an immoral man and I can make him who I called him to be who I knew him to be before he started hanging out with the people he knew he shouldn't have been hanging out I can take a man with lack of identity and I can give him identity God wants to remind some that's watching us tonight he is the God of your personal revival he is the God of your life and I don't care what you're struggling with I don't care what your sin is I don't care how much lack of identity you got he is the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob he is the God of revival the God of testimony he is the God that can cause you to be born again give you a new life and a new way a new truth come on he can give you a new chapter he can give you a new story you don't gotta be the errors and the mistakes but you must build an altar pastor talk to me what is passion nights all about be passionate to build an altar so that you don't go backwards but move forwards build an altar so that even when you fail you fail moving forward even when it looks like you're failing you're really succeeding you see when you build an altar it doesn't matter if the whole world is decreasing you and I we will increase just like that young girl that said I got a raise during quarantine oh when everybody's losing jobs you're gonna get promoted when everybody's losing jobs you're gonna open up your business the same way that there's people going through bankruptcy right now during quarantine 
anointing is the same way that someone's becoming a millionaire. But God is trying to revive you. God is trying to get you to see this whole pandemic through his eyes. Guys, don't wait to go back to normal. Don't wait for normal to return. I hear so many people say, I can't wait for life to go back to normal. I can't wait for me to go back to my normal life. Hold on a minute. This is a revival moment. This is a moment where God's trying to liberate you and your life. He's trying to take his body and his church to next levels. My God, I want to preach to somebody. You got to text somebody and tell them, yo, you got to connect right now to Remnant Youth because there's a now word for someone. I want to remind you that storms are signs and storms, quarantine, this global pandemic, coronavirus, they are all signs that point the direction to what's what to what's on the other side. Jesus told his disciples, get up on this boat with me because we're going to the other side. Storms point the direction to what, what's on the other side. They point the direction to an end time revival. I want to tell somebody, stay to your feet. Start jumping. Lift up your hands. Get excited and let God stare up faith and expectation because there's something on the other side of this pandemic. There's something on the other side of this quarantine. And it's revival. It's someone's freedom. If we go to the Bible, the man who was possessed by a legion of demons worshiped God. What's on the other side? Worship. He also got delivered. What's on the other side? Deliverance. Can I remind somebody that January 1st, 2020, Apostle said that this is the year of redemption. God is cleansing. He's hearing our prayers. He's cleansing the land. Bars are closed. Liquor shops are closed. Abortions aren't being made. He's cleansing this earth. He wants to cleanse you. But an encounter is not enough. A Friday night service is not enough. A Sunday night service is not enough. That's just to get you to build an altar. Do you want to build an altar? You know, I said this a couple of Fridays ago. Luisa, can you just help me out real quick? Can you just stand in front of me? And I want you to just walk in circles. And now follow me. A couple of Fridays ago, we said, what's greater than a life? Luisa's going to play God. God's not a woman, by the way. But Luisa's going to play God. What's better than God, than a life where God's constantly after you, constantly trying to get your attention, constantly trying to encounter you, showing up at a retreat so you can leave on fire, showing up to a house of peace or your discipleship so that you can get convicted, so that repentance can come back to your spirit? Like, what's better than a life where God is chasing after you? I don't know about you, but my life changed because God was after me. I could have died in a drug overdose, but he was after me. He spared me. I could have died in the Florida Turnpike, but I didn't. He was after me. I would have countless of encounters here at King Jesus because he was after me. 
Somebody could have taken my life by pulling a trigger on my head, but he was after me. What life can be better than a God constantly chasing after a trickster, a corn artist? I'll tell you what life is better than God literally pursuing you. The life that's a billion times better than a God, a supernatural loving God chasing you is a God where you're, it's a life where you now are chasing after God. And you see, when you start chasing after God, that's what you call personal altar. That's what you call relationship. When you start chasing after God, that's how you know you're revived. How do you know when you're in revival? When there's life. The Bible says that a body without a spirit is dead. It's the spirit of God that brings life to what you do. It's the spirit of God that brings life to your calling and your purpose. It wasn't, young people, it wasn't until I did this that I began to discover purpose. It wasn't that I, it wasn't until I started doing this, chasing after God, that I sustained holiness, that I sustained deliverance. It wasn't until I did this that I finally understood why I shouldn't have sex. It wasn't until I started chasing after God, not just letting God chase after me, that I didn't want to go to the clubs. You see, I grew up going to church and growing up in church my entire life God was chasing after me that's why I still was sleeping around that's why I was still smoking I was still drinking that's why I was one of the ones calling people that prayed every single day a fanatic that's why I was calling my sister religious because all I was living was a life that God was chasing after me but the moment I started chasing after God the light bulb turned on now I understand why I gotta pray now I gotta understand why I fast there's so many ministries that are contradictory or they or they're or they're criticizing us but it's not because we're better than them it's just we have a revelation because of all the chasing that we do I don't need to go to a strip club no more I don't gotta drink I don't gotta get drunk I don't gotta join the bandwagon I don't gotta do everything that the world is doing why chasing after God has given me the greatest perspective chasing after God has revealed to me the greatest version that I could ever live in my own life I want to just challenge somebody that tonight you too would choose to chase after God. And I want to end on this note. I found that the same truth were chasing after God rather than God chasing after me I found that the same truth that a life chasing after God is a billion times greater than a life where God is just chasing after you. Listen to me, young people. I found that it's the same truth for the authorities that God places in your life. Oh, I wish I could preach this. You see, when you have a mentor chasing after you, it's a good thing. It's cool. When you got a pastor chasing after you and calling you and giving you a phone call, yeah, it feels good. Wow, my pastor checked up on me. Wow, my mentor cares about me. Wow, look at the love of God. You see, that's awesome. But I found that it's the same truth. Your life will change when you get a mentor. Your life will change when you have a pastor. Your life will change when you have a father. There's people watching me right now. You do ministry and you don't have a father. Yo, you're selling yourself short. You got to get yourself a father. And I got a good recommendation if you need one. But you see, the same truth 
that when you start chasing after God, your whole life changes. Like that's what, that's what makes the difference between a regular believer and an apostle Guillermo Maldonado. How much do you chase after God rather than God chasing after you? That same truth applies to people that God places in your life. You see, I remember when it was my mentor calling me three times a day. When it was my mentor checking up on me. When my pastor would call me and see how I was doing. And that changed me, I won't lie. But when the script flipped, and I started calling my mentor three times a day, and I started running after my pastor, and I started chasing after people that weren't necessarily chasing after me. You see, you got to humble yourself in order to chase after someone that ain't chasing after you. But God says, I exalt the humble. And so I found out that the same truth, chasing after God and chasing after men or women of God that God places in your life would change your life drastically. I want to tell somebody, this is not the moment to disconnect yourself. This is the moment to stay connected. This is the moment to stay connected to your church. This is the moment to stay connected to Remnant Youth. This is the moment to stay connected to all three services on Sunday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. This is the moment to stay connected to your mentor. This is the moment to stay connected to House of Peace. This ain't the moment. Come on now. In this whole month of quarantine, I'm not going to let time own me. I'm going to own time. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to bear fruit. And one of the ways that you can do that is stay connected and start chasing after the church. Start chasing after the mentor. Start chasing after the leader. Start chasing after the people as you chase after God that God has placed in your life. All right, I've spoken. It's a good Friday night. Thank God it's Friday. Just lift up your hands for just one moment. In a moment, we're going to pray for people just like our spiritual father prayed on Sunday. And we're getting so many testimonies of people that were delivered and set free from this coronavirus and other sicknesses. The testimonies keep coming in, so we're going to continue to pray. But right there where you're at, I want you to just close your eyes. You can prostrate yourself if you like. You can lay down on the, on the ground, face down. You can get on your knees. You can prostrate and worship. I feel like there's like a, a new song or just there's this sound in the atmosphere right now. And God's just going to reach through that television screen or that iPhone, that smartphone, that tablet screen. And he's going to touch you. And he's going to awaken you for revival. The presence of God is here. I feel like fire is going to fall. I feel like there's people that are watching that fire is literally going to fall where you're watching. And fire is contagious. Yeah. Mm. I feel the Holy Spirit. He's so tangible right now. I feel him all over my body. I can feel him in my bones. He's here right now. And we just want to release, as, as we release this sound right now, I feel that the Holy Spirit is going to enter you. And he's going to set you ablaze for revival. Come on, let's sing it. It's here, let's sing it.
so many of you are in tears right now. I believe that there's young people that are crying out right now, God, I need to be revived. I need revival in my heart. I need revival in my life. I don't want to, I can't, I cannot remain the same. I can't stay passive. I can't stay lukewarm. I got to get right with God. Come on, there's a new sound. We're going to release that in a moment. But as we release that new sound, as we release that now sound right now, that's going to, that God's just going to breathe on and just going to minister to your heart. You see, something is happening right now. There's young people that there's, there's a cry. The Spirit of God is telling me there's a cry. I want you to just begin to cry out. There's a cry. There's a cry to be revived by the God of revival. There's a cry to be revived by the God of revival. To take you from where you're at and take you through that born again process. Take you from the old man to the new man process. There's a cry to be set ablaze. There's a cry to be set on fire and not lose that fire I feel like there's a commitment there's a decision that must be made here tonight to build personal revival to sustain what God has given you to sustain your blessing to sustain your miracle right now all those who are watching I want to guide you and I want to direct you tonight to build yourself an altar to do what God got Jacob to do to do what God got David to do to do what God got John Peter and James to do to do what God got the apostles in the book of Acts to do to do what God got our spiritual father apostle Guillermo Maldonado to do to do what God got us to do and that's to build an altar that's how you sustain this movement that's how you sustain hunger and fire if you don't want to be passive I got good news for you you weren't meant or intended to be passive if you don't want to be depressed if you don't want to keep falling into pornography all you got to do is what you haven't done build an altar where you can go daily where God can meet with you and you can meet with God where he can sanctify you where he can give you new eyes and new lips my God if you don't want to have the same attitude if you don't want to talk the same it's at the altar where God will change your language it's at the altar where God will change your vision I feel that there's new eyes that are being placed on young people all over the world right now watching there's new ears that God is placing on young people as you decide as you commit as you humble yourself as you get on your knees and cry out, God, revive me, oh God. As you cry out and say, God, I commit, I commit to build this altar. No wonder some of you are catching the revelation right now. Some of you are catching the understanding right now. And you say, no wonder, no wonder I'm going back. No wonder I still desire sin. No wonder I'm still falling into the same trap. No wonder my attitude hasn't changed. No wonder I'm still offended. You must build an altar. Let the altar of God consume every area of your life. Let the altar of God burn that iniquity. Burn the sin. Burn the shame. Burn the sexual morality. You must build an altar so that fire may fall. My God, lift up your hands. The Spirit of God, He's hovering. The Spirit of God is moving. Come on, let's release that sound. Whether it's tongues, whether it's a new sound, 
Let's release it because the Holy Spirit is going to do right now. In the next couple of seconds, the Holy Spirit is going to begin to do what I can't do. What only He can do, what He can do best. Holy Spirit, only me. Holy Spirit, right now we release you. In the name of Jesus, we release that ghost. We release your power. We release your fire. We ask you to stir up hunger. My God, I feel a hunger. I feel fire being stirred up in people. Whether you want it or not, it's contagious. It's taking a grip. It's taking a hold of you. Lift up your hands and worship with us. something is happening be baptized people are falling under the power of God people are following and following under the fire of God be baptized with the baptism of fire Holy Spirit release your fire Holy Spirit release your presence release your mind right there where you're at take it take it take it touch 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 right there where you're at take it take it take it take it take it that's the fire of God you feel that's the fire of God that's burning. It's burning, it's burning, it's burning. Take it, take it, take it, receive it. Right there where you're at, Mario, the fire of God is coming over you. Take it, take it, take it, take it, Priscilla. The fire of God is coming over you. There's a young girl named Amy. The fire of God is falling. There's someone right now with issues in your, pan your pancreas. You're being healed right now. Cancer is being burned. We command cancer to die. 
right now in the name of Jesus. Disformity, deformity in people's bodies. Tumors are beginning to disappear. Tumors, cysts, growth are starting to fall off from people. Right now, right now, right now, right now, cancer free, tumor free, be free, be free, asthma, be free, be healed, right now, come on, coronavirus, we speak to all coronavirus, our COVID-19 symptoms, we command fever, fever to go down, we, we release divine immunity, divine immunity, we command dry cough, runny nose. We command right now every symptom to wither away and die. Every infection in the lungs. Be cured now. Be healed now. By his stripes, you were already healed. Jesus already healed coronavirus. He already healed COVID-19 at the cross. We release the great exchange. Now, 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 take it, Carlos, take it. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Armando, Armando, recibelo ahora mismo. God, I recognize I'm in need to be revived. I'm in need of revival. I want to see revival. I want to see revival in my life, in my heart. But I also want to see revival for my city and for my nation. I want you to declare, God, I am your remnant. I am the, the residue. I am the survivor. And this too shall pass. Heavenly Father, right now, I take a hold of your, of your flesh, of your bread, and of your blood. And I am 
And I say with me, Heavenly Father, I take a hold of your body and of your blood. I repent. I confess every sin of omission and commission that I've made. I confess everything twisted, everything immoral, everything impure in me. I confess every iniquity, every perversion, everything twisted, all unrighteousness, all unholiness, and I confess them before you. Say with me, I repent. I give you the room to intervene in my body, in my heart, and in my life. delivering you right now he's forgiven you for every transgression he paid the price with his own life with his own body for it you're being forgiven atmospheres are coming off from you curses are being broken sin is being eliminated you're being forgiven right there where you are just drink the blood life and the life of God is being transmitted to you I want you right there where you're at to say with me, Heavenly Father, I make a decision. I commit to build or rebuild a personal altar, a secret place, a place where you and I can meet every single day during this quarantine. I build an altar. Deliverance is daily. Encounter is daily. Crucify my flesh. Deny myself. Repentance. Following you is daily. Following you. Will you make a decision? Will you make a decision to follow God? To chase after Him, to pursue Him. Because that's where you'll see your greatest change and your greatest transformation. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, I'm ready. I'm ready for change. And I'm ready for transformation. Change me. Transform me. I dedicate myself to build a place where you and I can meet. A place where you can transform me and sanctify me. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to do me a favor. I want Right now, we're going to take a moment to give God our tithes and our offerings. This week was payday for some of us. And um, as I always challenge you young people, let's give our tithes. Let's honor God with our tithes and our offerings together. I want you to go to text to give. All you need to do is just text the number 58782. I saved it on my phone already, text to give. If you haven't signed up for text to give, what are you waiting for? It's so convenient. Do it now. It doesn't take more than two minutes. I'll give you a couple of minutes just to do that. If you've already signed up for text to give, great. We want you to let the Holy Spirit give you the amount, the amount He wishes.
for you to give. Many of you, you already have an amount or you already know your tithe. I challenge you to give God more than what already belongs to him, than what already is his. I challenge you to give your offerings. You know, the Bible says, especially in these times, the Bible says that when you give your offerings, not just your tithe, the windows of heaven open and he releases abundance. Do you want abundance? I want abundance. Did you know that the, the Bible says that when you give, you shall receive? Many of us, especially in times of need, times like this, in global pandemic, during quarantine, we want to receive. We want to secure our health. We want to secure our finances. We want to secure our family. Well, there's a way. How's that? Giving to God. Pastor, that's not biblical. Do you remember the widow that had only enough for her and her son to eat? And God told her, give it to my messenger. And what happened when she did that? Her and her son could have died. Seed, giving to God requires faith. That woman gave him faith. And the Bible says, supernatural activity, supernatural provision came. And her and her son never lacked anything to eat. I want to challenge you to give to God. The measure we give young people is the measure we receive. And I don't know about you, but in Christmas, I love to be the one that has the most gifts with his name on it. But there's a key. God gives us that key. You want to receive? You got to give. So I have a question for you. How much do you want to receive? The measure you want to receive determines the measure that you should give. So I want you to just give your amount. Again, you can text the number 58782 and just put the amount that you want to give to God, that you want to donate. In behalf of Apostle, on behalf of our ministry, thank you for bringing your offering to God's storehouse. Thank you for keeping this ministry alive. There's so much that our ministry is doing, so many lives that we're impacting. And there's so many plans that God has given us to expand his kingdom, to bring deliverance, to bring the supernatural power to this world and this generation. But we need your help. We need your support. So we want to ask, continue to give God. If this is your house, bring your tithe to this storehouse. Continue to secure the house of God. And let's see this end time movement, this end time revival. Whatever amount the Spirit of God is putting in you to donate, to give, thank you for your generosity. And may God bless your generosity. May God bless your giving. And whatever amount you've given, may God breathe on it and multiply it. And Heavenly Father, we just align our faith. We come in agreement that you will supply all of their needs. God, that they will see supernatural provision. That they will see supernatural activity. And that they will see multiplication. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We bless our friends and our family that's watching. Thank you for giving. You can also call the number and give your offering through that number. You can click on the button online, the donate button, and you can give your tithes and your offerings through there. Or you can text to give. Again, 58782. And just write the amount you want to give. Father, we thank you for everyone who's watching and everyone who's giving. And may you bless them and multiply their gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, sow into your revival. Sow into your personal altar. 
sow into your personal breakthrough is the threefold cord. Pray, fast, and give. Do you remember that scripture that Jesus says? When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. That they pray in front of people so that people can hear what they say. Do you remember when Jesus said, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites that don't wash their face and make sure that it's known to man that they're fasting, they're sacrificed. Don't do that because all you will ever get is a man's reward. And he also said, and it was the first thing that he said, when you give, don't let people know what you have given. In other words, don't let your right hand know what your left hand has given. He said, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Do you remember the scripture that says, some shall receive 30%, some shall receive 60, and some shall receive 100-fold? Give, pray, and fast allows you to receive 100-fold. Let that three-fold core be wrapped around you and your family. We love you so, so much. Give now. We encourage you. All right. So we're about to finish tonight. Man, my wife and I, we miss y'all so, so much. Um, we can't wait for us to be live once again and be able to fellowship, hang out, and just interact with each other on a personal note. Um, we're constantly praying for you guys, constantly checking up on y'all, constantly praying, applying the blood of Jesus. Uh, we just started a 14-day fast, and we want to challenge you to, um, to join it with us. And at the end, or throughout these 14 days of praying and fasting, our apostle has come up with a, a global day of prayer. So make sure to tune into our social media platforms, find out that day, connect with us. We're going to be connecting all throughout the world, and we're going to be praying as the body, as the church, as the bride of Christ. Uh, next Sunday is Easter. This Sunday, you can't miss it. Connect to either one of our three services. And next Sunday is Easter. You can't miss it. Our theme is the greatest victory. You can't miss next weekend. It's Easter weekend. There's open heavens. It's going to be amazing. And I got great news. Next, not, next Friday, we're starting a brand new series. It's titled Go Viral. So in this greatest victory weekend, we're starting a brand new series called Go Viral. Can I tell somebody this is the moment to go viral with the gospel, with the message of Jesus. And this is the moment to go viral with your personal purpose. So this is, a, this is the, the perfect moment for us to be the light of the world. I can't wait to see you next Friday. Brand new series, go viral. And the first uh, topic, the first Friday of this series, we're going to title it, First One to Do It. I can't wait to see you next Friday. And um, last but not least... We got a couple of tips and resources for you to check out during quarantine. But uh, we got some epic news for you. Never been done before. Guys, we're so excited. You know, everybody and their mother right now is in quarantine. The whole world is in quarantine. And everybody right now is online. I mean, look, what, look at where you're watching us from. Everybody's on their phone, on their tablets, on their computer screens. The whole world is online surfing the web on social media. How many of you remember the ice bucket challenge years ago? You know, some of you may remember, some of you may have even done the challenge just because you believed in the cause behind it or because it was trendy, it was a hype, so you did it. That, 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 uh, that challenge went viral. And 
you know, three years later, years later after this challenge, nowadays it's almost like every other day someone's creating a different challenge. And in a month, there's probably 50 to 100 new challenges. And most of these challenges, young people, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people are viewing them. And so together with Apostle, we believe that God has given us our very first challenge. And it's a strategic challenge for the world and the times that we're living in today. And so this challenge that God has given us, yes, God has given us our first challenge. Come on, some, somebody make some noise. Put your hands together. Somebody got a shout. Hey! God just gave us our very first challenge. And uh, the name that God gave us was the Q Challenge. What's the Q stand for in Q Challenge? Quarantine Challenge. We did our research. Nobody is doing this, guys. What is the quarantine challenge all about? Well, as a ministry, is we've created this culture to check on people daily, to ask them how they're doing, how's their family, if they need anything, to please reach out to us. So the quarantine challenge is a challenge that you got to do under two minutes. Say with me, two minutes. So under two minutes, you got to record yourself, okay, selfie mode. You got to record yourself. And there's three things. There's three steps to this challenge. So step number one, I'm going to show you. Can y'all just get me on, on camera real quick? So there's a, there's a, there's a three-step challenge to this. Number one, you ask somebody that you care about, how are you doing? In other words, it's a one-time, under two-minute video. You send it to all your family and all your friends, people on your contacts, on your WhatsApp, you can't even post it on your Instagram. Pastor, it's two minutes. Well, IGTV, post. And what you do is, all you got to do is, hey, I want to speak to the person that's watching me right now, my family, my friends. I just want to ask you one question. How are you? In the midst of quarantine, in the midst of this global pandemic, how are you doing? How's your family? Do you need anything? Please let me know you're okay. Boom, step number one. Step number two is to pray for them in the name of Jesus. Hey, can I just pray for you real quick? Father, I present the person that's watching me right now. I present their family and their loved ones before you. I ask you to release your presence, your comfort, your love, and your peace. I ask you for three things, God. Protection, provision, and healing. And the third step, ask them if they want the gift of heaven. So let me show you how this looks like real quick. Let's just say you're, you're my selfie video. Hey, I made this video specifically for you. I just want to speak to my family, my friends, or the person that's watching me because someone shared this video with you. I just got one question to ask you. How are you? In the midst of this quarantine and this global pandemic, how are you doing? How's your family? Do you need anything? I just want to know you're okay. Please let me know. Please let us know you're okay. Hey, can I just pray for you? Heavenly Father, I present the person that's watching you right now. I present their family before you. I ask you to release your presence, your love, your peace, and your comfort. And I ask you for three things, God. Protection, provision, and health. In Jesus' name. Hey, hold on. Can I give you the most important thing that anybody can give you right now at this instant? It's a gift. Did you know that there's two places where someone goes where he or she dies? You either go to this amazing place called heaven, like everybody wants to go there, or you go to this awful place called hell. Nobody wants to go there. 
Hell wasn't created for you. Hell was created for the devil. And the devil is the one behind and responsible for all your pain and suffering. He's the one responsible for cancer and all the terrible things that happen in this world. You don't want to spend an eternity with your greatest enemy. The only thing that takes people to hell is sin. But Jesus already paid for that. Hey, I challenge you. If you want to receive this gift called heaven, yo, just make this five-second prayer with me real quick. Just say with me, Jesus, if you're real, show me you're real. Come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. If I were to die, when I open my eyes, I'll be in heaven with you. Thank you for this gift. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I want to challenge everyone who's watching me right now to either share this video with your loved ones, share them with your contacts, WhatsApp, followers on IG, or create your own. All you need to do is three things. Ask someone you care about. How are they doing during quarantine? Step number two, pray for them in the name of Jesus. Step number three, ask them if they want to receive the gift of heaven like you and me received. I challenge you now. Cue challenge. Quarantine challenge. That's it, guys. One video under two minutes, and you can send it to the entire world. Hey, let me ask you a question. Don't you want to check up on your family? Don't you want to see how your friends, your family, and your loved ones are doing? Don't you want to pray for people in Jesus' name? You know, we can pray for people in many people's names, but there's no greater prayer than praying to our Father in the name of His Son, Jesus. And three, don't you want your family and your friends, people that you used to go to school with, to receive the gift of heaven? One video under two minutes can change the life of your family and your friends, people you used to go to school with. So I challenge you, make that video. I'm posting mine tonight. I challenge you, make your own or share our video and let's win this world for Jesus. This is a strategic challenge that God has given us, our ministry together with Apostle. Let's do it. I challenge you, Q challenge, quarantine challenge. Let's go viral, guys. I love you guys. We'll see each other next Friday. God bless. Before you go, hold on a minute. Just like in the Q challenge, we want to ask everybody who's watching, if you've never given your life to Christ, we want to invite you to make this prayer that gives you access to heaven and gives you the assurance no matter how your life used to look like, you're guaranteed heaven. Just make that same prayer. Just say with me, Jesus, I confess you as my only Lord, my only Savior. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for me from the dead I break every tie every covenant with my past people places things with the devil with sin and I make a new covenant with you Jesus to know you to love you and serve you all the days of my life if I were to die when I open my eyes Thank you for joining us today and a special shout out to those who follow us on a weekly basis. If you love what you heard, hit the subscribe button and follow us at Remnant Youth on Instagram and YouTube. God bless you. We love you.